welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 68, and coming up, we've got a great guest. It feels like a bit of an amalgamation of lots of our previous guests. We had great fun talking to her, but before that, we need to complain about things. Amy, what are you complaining about? I have something quite specific to complain about, and that's... Well, it's more of a question than a complaint and a complaint. But does anyone know how to fill up your bladder, as in your running bladder, not the bladder in your body, without having the water just slosh around everywhere when you're running very noisily? That horrible, like, just water sloshing around sound is so irritating. And mine was so loud when I went for a run this morning that I not only felt like I was making myself need the toilet, but also everyone within a five-mile radius was also needing the toilet as well. Okay, the short answer to that is yes. How do you do it? Because I've heard that thing where you hold it upside down, suck yeah, the air out. That's it that. doesn't work. It doesn't work on mine. It, does. it doesn't work. I've tried. I try. I try it every time. And it's still so bloody loud and sloshy. That's I don't I don't know how else to do it. You just turn it upside down and you suck the air out. Then there's no for it to slosh. Mm, okay. Maybe I'm do doing it better. It wrong. Yeah, do it better. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a cheap bladder that I bought, so maybe it's the the tool rather than the the craftsman. <laughs> there's yeah. a fault here. Yeah. <laughs> Also, so of course we've got to complain about the weather as well. It's too fucking hot. Hence the water, hence the bladder. Yeah, we need to get straight in with this and obviously complain, just same as everyone else's. It's just hot. Yeah, it's hot. And normally I wouldn't even take my bladder with me. Normally I have my two little water bottles, my two half litre water bottles. But I'd take that, I'd take a litre of water. And I I did a 16 mile run and I was sipping like every few minutes. It was so hot. And I was up and out by 5am and it was still bloody hot. It's that time of year where you either go out before 5am or when the sun sets at fucking like 10pm or something or else you're just in for a whole world of pain. Yeah, just for for context to those outside the UK, um, it's 25 degrees here and that is like hotter than we can imagine. We cannot handle it at all. Yeah, I mean, where I live at the moment, um, my app does say 27 and it says it feels like, because the other thing is the feels like temperature, Mm -hmm. that's important. It says 31, so it's very bloody hot, but... For me, what I find really difficult, because I don't like running in the heat anyway, is when you get up stupidly early. Like, I can't go out for a run any earlier than 5am. I look at my app and it's still saying it's like 23 degrees. I'm like, how can that be? Yeah, it's not right. How is that possible? 5am. And can I also say, which I saw a fair bit today, people who are out walking their dogs on the pavement when it's like boiling bloody hot and i mean like heat of the day you know sort of midday and afterwards no shade you know nothing like that like what are you doing yeah pavement can be like 50 60 degrees yeah yeah sure if you've got like a shaded walk in some woods with a river or whatever fair enough it's probably fine but where i live it's all pavements and stuff there aren't any woods around here and i just see people walking their bloody dogs and i'm out here sweating like this is not even when i'm running when i'm walking i'm like sweating i'm like why are you walking your dog? Why don't you put a fur coat on before you walk, walk your dog out and see how you feel? Yeah, I'm walking bare feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so as you might expect, Pippin hasn't been for a run with me for quite a few weeks now because it's just been really hot here. Yeah. And even though she's actually really good in hot weather, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't take her out for a walk in this heat. I think it's too much, but she doesn't seem to care too much. Um, but still, it's it's too hot to be running with your dog, to be walking with your dog, any of that in out on the pavement yeah working out the the logistics this time of year is tricky isn't it because like the dogs need walking but they need to go mm-hmm. as early as possible like william's lunchtime walks are off now for the next week or mm-hmm. so and then trying to well we need to go i want to go for a run 
well, I want to go for a run, but I can't take William for a run, so I have to take him for a walk, and I have to go for a run later. Then Holly needs to go for a run, but we can't go for a run together because one of us needs to be with William, but he can't run with us. It's just such a pain at the moment. I know, I know. And fin- Finley's just no go. Finley is not. Fi- Finley goes down, he goes for his toilets and a little walk around the block, and then he's back in. It's even early in the morning, it's too hot for him because he's a chunky boy. Yeah. Not fat, just chunky. Yeah, yeah. He's a chunky boy and he's very fluffy, and it's just it's too much for him. And to be honest, he's just been sleeping the, the entire time. I think dogs are a bit like humans. I think the heat makes them tired because he's just been, he doesn't want to go out for a walk. Yeah. Fair dues. Yeah, pretty happy just to sleep. Yeah, me. <laughs> um, my thing that I want to complain about is um, running socks. I love running socks usually. But like, if you gave scientists an unlimited budget, I bet they wouldn't come up with anything more effective at attracting hair in the washing machine than a running yes. sock. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, how does that... It's like the perfect item to somehow attract every single hair and piece of dust from your washing machine. So when you take your socks out, you'd have to peel all the hair off. I mean, it's kind of useful because... Yeah. You know, you pull it all off in one lump, but it's also really gross. Yeah, they all, they all like lumps together, doesn't it? Into well, kind of like a line across my sock. Yeah. Usually, like they're all just like a dog hair line. It's, I suppose it's a bit like those hair catchers you buy at B and M. I mean, yeah, just, you don't need those. You sock. just need running socks. I bet those hair yeah. catchers are shit compared to running socks. Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. know why they're the perfect thing. They just are. I have another sock update for you, and I brought some waterproof socks. And I'm extremely wow. excited. I know it's 25 degrees at the moment, so it's the shit time to buy, actually buy them. But I'm super excited to use them because I've just had enough of wet feet. Are they like a woolen? Are they one of those really expensive woolen waterproof? I have them right here. They are seal skins. Ooh. They are 100% waterproof, windproof, and highly breathable. And also what I like, yeah, you'll be able to see on the camera here, um, it's got a little thing there, uh, NFC. You can hold your phone there and learn more about the socks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is just like a little chip. I think it's on the packaging rather than the sock itself. But I did say, wouldn't it be yeah. great to have socks you could control with an app? I don't know how that would work or what that would do. <laughs> but just like if you yeah. could roll your socks down and make them a bit more breathable for a little while, just poop on your app. That'd be great. Mm, That's what the future definitely. needs. App-controlled socks. <laughs> Get on it, NASA. Exactly. That, that seems like their wheelhouse, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the last episode, Nicola Forward responded to the ultra question by saying that she needed to say ultra marathon so her non-running friends know what she's talking about. How many times do we have to say, Nicola, those people are not your real friends? <sighs> it's like a litmus test for seeing who should be your friend. Just say ultra. If they look at you confused or they don't get it. Don't waste your time. You're wasting time saying extra syllables, yeah. Nicola, when you could be doing other things. I mean, Drop them. And when you're talking to them, like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. what? Well, ultra marathons. But they're not interested because <laughs> they they're not running people. They don't care. So why, why would you waste your time on them? Exactly. Drop them, Nicola. Who cares? God. <laughs> and speaking of Nicola Forward, she was very kind enough to send me a little piece of video that I'm going to put in a little bit of audio now just to show you how much she hates cows. The cows were in the field. They didn't even do anything. They ignored me. I'm just too tired to be scared. So now I'm just feeling a bit ridiculous. And that is how bullshit cows are to Nicola Ford. I'm so sorry, but I find that extremely funny. Feel your pain, but at the same time, that's hilarious. It's just the way she oscillates between, like, this is really bad, and then she sobs, but then she laughs at herself, but then she catches herself and sobs again, and it just makes me laugh every time. Please watch her videos on YouTube or on our ultras, because they are very, very good. 
an ultra runner crying because just because they're so emotional and tired, I think it's just always funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Amy, what else have you been up to this week? Well, I'll start off by saying, you know, we've we've spoken about sheep a bit on this podcast, probably more than we should. Yeah. Well, I, I've spoken about sheep because you know what? People keep testing me. People keep. I I, I mentioned sheep once and how I couldn't flatten a sheep in a fight and people will test me and they message in and say no amy you can't and so we have to keep talking about it because i can um but i I posted i i I sent a a video to Stuart as a bit of proof which he posted on our social medias the other day well it was pretty much the day after we recorded i went for a long run and ended up going through a field of sheep and did they they didn't even you know want it they didn't even want to know they knew they knew that they shouldn't be messing with me they were keeping out of the way they were keeping out the way. That they were moving. They were all huddled together, like they do, like 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 sheep. <laughs> they were all huddled together because they thought there was going to be strength in their little herd. But they were, was it a herd? A flock in their little flock. But no, 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 no. They knew ultimately they could not stand up for me. I, I'm going to extend it and say, you know, not only could I be a, a singular sheep in a fight, I could probably beat a few of them. You know. You reckon? I, I would beat the first one that came for me and then I'd use its body to, to sort of just get the others, you know, like spin it around, flatten the others. What I think was the best part of the video is it's just at the end and just as you're panning around the field, you just kind of say to yourself, I think I'm in the wrong place. Can I can I get out this way? Because, <laughs> of course, you're lost at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that field was bullshit because it was there was a lot of sheep in that field. So I was just wading through sheep shit, basically, no. just slipping over constantly. Um, which I think is one of their defense mechanisms. So, you know, but I, I was in the right field. I just didn't want to be in that field, you know, not because of the sheep, because of the ship. Well, I checked so. your Strava and that's it's definitely the wrong way because you can't get through that way. And then you turned around and went back. No, there's a, there's a busy, um, there's a footpath sign on there. There's a, there's a footpath with two arrows, both so you, pointing like. So you still got lost is what you're saying. Oh, no, I was on the right path. I just it wasn't pleasing to me. I didn't want to be on that. You chose path, not but it to. Was yeah, a yeah. Path. yeah. It was it was a choice, a, a choice defined by sheep shit. Cool. So yeah, that that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, did a long run this morning. Like I've already mentioned, involved a lot of water and a lot more walking than I normally do. But it's boiling bloody hot, isn't it? So yeah, long runs are supposed it. to include walking. That's that's the good thing about them. You know what? Yeah, now now I'm training for uh, like ultras and stuff. I am doing a lot more walking. Like I, I sort of was in this mentality where I'm supposed to run the whole thing. No, God. And like yeah, sure. If you're going up to like a certain like 10, 12 miles or whatever, that's fine. But this, I'm trying to get more elevation in my runs now as well. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to run up this massive hill. I'm just going to walk because there's no point running. I'm going to lose all my energy and all that sort yeah, of thing. you got to walk that so, shit, yeah. I, if I have to yeah. run for more than like an hour on a long run, I'm not happy. I can't do it. No, 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 exactly. And towards the end, it's been, it's been towards the end, the last few long runs I've done. And it is mainly the heat. I just feel completely knackered. Um, because that's that's something that heat does to me as well. It makes me like really tired, really quickly. I think I do that um, to everyone, Amy. That's not yeah, just you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I might be special. Um, so yeah, it's just been get. It's just been towards the end. It's just been getting through it. Just run walking and saying, oh, just to this lamppost, just this, you know, whatever. So, but I did it. I did sixteen miles this morning. Then I'm gonna do eighteen miles next week. Then big one, twenty miles. And then I think I should, I'll be going back down. So yeah. Okay. Well, just let our listeners know that is uh, Amy's dogs in the background. You're not being chased. Oh, my days. Don't. Uh, hopefully it wasn't that audible. They're getting on my wick. It's because, probably because they haven't been on proper walks because of the, the weather. But yeah. They're, they're, yeah. 
I'm hoping they just tire themselves out. They just have a bit of a fight. Not a proper fight. You know, don't be calling the RSPCA for a bit of a... Bit of a, a bit of a play fight and then they go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Stuart, how has your fortnight been? Um, well, just a quick one. Before it got really hot, it rained quite a bit, which I didn't realise because I don't pay attention to the weather when I go out for... I just... I, I dress for the weather I want. And so I went out in shorts and a white t-shirt to walk William and got absolutely soaked to the skin. Um, to that point where you, you stop like avoiding the rain and running you're just like well i'm just going to walk home i'm completely soaked mm. to the balls now i might as well just you know at least i'm providing some entertainment for all the people driving past me because i would have laughed yeah. at me so that was fun um and you know how i was saying that i hated racing and i hope races keep getting cancelled yeah um i entered a 20 mile fell race oh my god where's that well it's just a classic case of the things we do for content which we'll come to later mm, as a phrase foreshadowing <laughs> um 20 mile fell race including penavan as one of the peaks uh, what? on it what? one of them so it's going to be probably my most elevationiest run which is a word um so that's going to be great and it's 20 miles and it's a self-navigation race there's no route as such there's seven checkpoints and you have to get to them i think they give you a map i've also bought a map um yeah so i'm one of those people now um but i'm really worried because i've looked at the field and there's not many people doing it it's only 30 or 40 people and we are going to be the noobs we are definitely going to be the noobs because i think it's only the hardcore runners are going to be there and i i kind of worry we're going to look like dicks that sounds like a literal nightmare Somebody that is the sort of thing I dream about, like somebody yeah, giving me a map. I don't getting think it would suit you. No, no, no. Like I don't mind doing like distance and elevation, but I I need to have those signs marking the way. I can't, I can't be using a map. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I did go and do a recce of part of it the other day. I happened to have a day off, so I went and did the first ten k of the course. And, you know, I looked at the map and I thought, well, I see they've got like a suggested route on the website, which is kind of the obvious way to get between these points. I tried to take a shortcut and be clever, but I got lost in a cow field because I was in the wrong field and had to hop over a barbed wire fence, which I also had to do the other week because of cows. So I've had a very cowy uh, week as well. Got lost in a couple of cow fields and had to hop over fences. Uh, there's a fucking massive hill right at the beginning of this route as well at the beginning of this race which we did and it's one of those hills that like you know the hill we did at Penrice right at the end of that run mm. you know that is awful and again in, in your head you know that was yeah. horrible but if you went back there again you'd be surprised how bad it was because I think you forget like a lot of other pain oh, yeah. you forget how bad a steep long hill really is yeah yeah and it's, it's definitely one of those because it was and it had the most heartbreaking false summit I've ever seen because oh. I was got out and I was looking out. Was, yep, okay, I'm nearly there, nearly there, nearly there. Got to it, looked over, and it carried on for about another 100 metres up. Oh, oh God. God. So, yeah, that's Terrific. right at the beginning of this route. So that's, that's something awful. to look forward to. Yeah. Why, why are you paying money to do this? Do you know what? It's £7. Pounds, that doesn't think, make it any better. They need to pay me to do this. <laughs> I think miles to pound, miles to price, though, that has got to be one of the best value races. Good. 20 miles for £7. Pounds. That's why I like fell races. There's no no frills, no nonsense. There won't be anything at the end. You'll just get a guy on a, a, with a clipboard who'll kind of nod at you and say, oh, well done. And that'll be it. And I like that. That's fine. Um, I also, I ran with a friend, Ben, who's also going to be doing it and doesn't really understand maps or navigation. Um, so we got to the top of the first hill. We said, right, let's get out of the map. Just have a little double check of where we are. And we know what we're doing. And you know how to follow which route we're on. And so he's looking at it. He's like, right, is that the reservoir? No. Is that the reservoir? No. So where are we then? And I said, oh, we're just about five inches off the side of the map. 
because he'd bought the wrong one. So that's a great start. <laughs> um, he also had, seemed to have a game of, is that Penavan? By pointing at every hill in the distance, is that Penavan? Is that Penavan? Like completely different shaped hills, like round hills, pointy hills. It's quite a distinctive shape. Yeah, it as is. Well, yeah, and it's got it? another one. It's got a little kind of um, box next to it as well, which makes yeah. it quite distinctive. But he was just pointing at every single hill that he saw. Is that Penavan? And also it made me laugh when I pulled up in the car park um, to meet him. I pulled up and I saw a car in the car park already, and I just kind of assumed it was him. And so I pulled up alongside it as you, kind of looking to the side and smiling. I looked over and it wasn't him. It was just a random couple. And so I just looked like a complete dick. Like in the middle of a car park in the middle of nowhere with one car in, I pulled up right next to them going, huh? But I don't know if they were there to argue or they were just talking really loudly. And it, it was that kind of, I couldn't tell if they were speaking Welsh or very Welsh English. And so, yeah, they sounded like they're arguing, but I'm not quite sure. It was just kind of difficult to tell they probably they probably were they probably came for like a nice day out and then yeah, maybe. you know so they forgot the sandwiches or something it's like it's your bloody vote you always forget the fucking sandwiches but yeah but the thing is it wasn't as explicit as that it was just loud i think she might have just been a loud person but anyway <laughs> we went off and ran for three hours we got back to the car park the car is still there they're still in the car still talking i'm like have they gone for a walk or have they just sat in that car for three hours it was like an interview or something <laughs> yeah it was it was very strange but they were just still there still sitting and still talking in the same way i'm like well that's a long discussion i like to think they've gone for a walk but who knows <laughs> yeah it must be oh i also picked up two um plastic bottles in the car park when i was there because i'm basically damien hall now well done go for reckies go fell runs and i pick up uh, rubbish as well god you know what the other day i had uh, an instant which i'm sure that um nothing to do with running as, as per i'm sure listeners will tell me off about um but we were walking uh we were checking on a friend's a friend's puppy and we, we were out walking and it was just me with it um and it, the puppy was sniffing around and as puppies do it picked up a bit of chewing gum in its mouth oh. so my instinct was to grab this chewing gum and just chuck it away rather than like like, ch- like throw yeah. it and it hit it hit somebody <laughs> 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 so i just ch- i just chucked this horrible piece of chewing gum <laughs> because in my head i'm like because our, our our dog used to when it was a puppy uh pick up chewing gum all the time used to pick up chewing gum all the time but often if you're not near a bin you don't want to be carrying around somebody else's chewing gum and it's not like i, I can yeah. put it in something it's just you know um because it constantly i've just used the last poo bag that was on me so i literally i couldn't put this chewing gum in anything it was a massive wad of it as well so i just picked it up and i just chucked it away from the puppy and it, yeah hit somebody almost in the face as well because i was like in an elevated position and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> How do these things happen to you? Uh, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> so we mentioned there the things we do for content, which rather inevitably for me led me down the path to doing this instead of writing the script last week. Too many times have we been lacing up our trainers We don't want to run but we go anyway We shut the door and we look around The things we do for content The things we do for you Running is bullshit, that's a thing we're all aware of Yet here we are again, outside in the cold the weather's turned and all my socks are wet The things we do for content The things we do for you 
Like running in the rain and the snow We don't know where to go And we're feeling like a part of us is dying And you're looking for an inflatable finish line You think you cannot face it You can't be asked to race it Ooh, running is bullshit Ooh, you gotta know Running is bullshit. There we go. I think that should really appeal to the younger audience. A little bit of 10cc parody uh, music on the podcast is just what this podcast needs, I think. Exactly. Very, very hip, very wicked. But you know what? Because, yeah, I've had to listen to this like a thousand times for editing, but it's been in my head all week. Hopefully, <laughs> it's in everyone else's as well. You will be able to see it. Uh, I've made a video for this as well, because, again, that's the type of person I am. And that will be on our social medias, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, from Monday when this is released. And I do have to thank Nicola Forward, Jonathan Carter, Ivor Hewitt, Julie Patterson, Nicola Jones, and Pete Older for sending photos for us to use. And, yeah, you'll be able to see that on our Facebook and our Instagram and also our Patreon page as well for people that aren't on social media. And you'll be able to see it on MTV uh, the following week. Probably not. not. (laughs) Is MTV still a thing? Uh, if it is, I don't think. Isn't it just show... reality shows now? Yeah, I don't think they show music videos on it. <laughs> okay, on to our guest. And Amy has been stalking people on Instagram again, and it's paid off once yep. more. So let's head over to Kelly Roberts. So, as long-term listeners will know, if there's one thing I love ranting about, it's women. And by that, I mean, of course, the issues affecting women in running, whether that be overpriced sports bras or archaic cross-country regulations that we like to talk about a lot on this podcast. So today, our guest this week is Kelly Roberts, who is the head coach and founder of Badass Lady Gang, which is a running community made by women and for women. So thank you very much for joining us, Kelly. Oh, guys, I did boxing this morning. So, I mean, I feel like I'm already raged out, but, you know, there's <laughs> so much to rage about. So I'm ready. Put me in. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's, that's what we like to hear. That I spend half the podcast, well, most of the podcast, actually, just ranting about things, you know. So I'm ready. That's totally, our listeners are totally into that. Well, they might not be, but that's what they get. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> yeah, we don't care what, you know. But um, could you start off by giving us a bit of a history about your own running then? So how did you get into yeah, I always hated it. Like really, really hated it. Never thought I would be someone who is a runner. I always went to the gym like begrudgingly just because I wanted to be skinnier. I like so many others was convinced that I was a disgusting pig and my body needed to be smaller. You know, everything I saw in my life told me that. And people told me that. So I would get celebrated every time I went on a super restrictive diet and went to the gym and lost a lot of weight really quickly. And I just weight cycled forever. And then every once in a while, I would try to run. I would like, it would, it would be summer. And when I was in college, university, as you, you guys call it, you know, we always had free, free gym access, but during the summer vacation, it would go away. And I was too cheap to spend the money to go. So I would be like, how do I do this and not pay money? So I'd be like, this is it. I'm going to have my sisterhood of the traveling pants moment and I'm going to run. And I would like make it down the street and feel like I was going to die and be like, this is bullshit. Like this is the dumbest activity in all the land and go home. And I would, you know, head, 
head sunken, feeling like shit, feeling like a loser. And I didn't, I would, I would try that like every other year, every year and just convinced myself, like, you're not a runner. This isn't for you. And then after I graduated from college, like my life just fell apart. My younger brother had passed away and I wasn't dealing with grief in the way that was, you know, healthy. And I was terrified I was going to gain like a bunch of weight back that I had lost in college. And the guy I was seeing was like, I don't want to, we shouldn't do this. You want to move to New York? I don't want to hold you back, which is a lovely thing to say. But like at the time I was like, oh, oh. and I like was, I, I was, I was pretty manic at the time, like wasn't sleeping, having like a big episode. And I had gotten in a habit of every time I got like that, I would just go to the gym and work myself into the ground so that I could go to bed. I would like sit on a bike for two hours and just spin until I couldn't spin anymore. But it was Thanksgiving here in the States, which is a big holiday. So everything was closed. And I like was like, I I need to do something because I'm going to explode. I'm going to I'm dying. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go try to run. And I, of course, made it down the block. And I was like, this is bullshit. I go to the gym more than anyone I know. How can I not run now? But I just, I couldn't go back home. Like getting back in bed felt like such a death sentence that I'm like, anything, like that's actually worse than this, which this is bad, but that's worse. So I was like, I'm gonna at least run a little bit and then I'll walk and then I'll run and I'll walk. And I did. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do this for a little bit and see what happens. Maybe this will stick. And then two months later, I ran a half marathon. And then a couple months later, I ran a marathon. And then a couple months later, I went viral for taking selfies with hot guys behind me. And then this became my job. <laughs> so I slipped in the, the, I hate, I, I always joke that I'm the president of the, I fucking hate running club. And, uh, I slipped pretty quickly into the, this is now my life. (laughs) I I actually came across you back in, was it 2014 when you went viral or 2015? It was around then, I think. Yeah, probably 2014. Um, That's probably right. Yeah, that's when I first started following you on on Instagram and stuff like that. So how did that feel? Was it it almost overnight that you went viral? Oh, yeah. What was that like? It was totally overnight. It was fully overnight. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was just very silly. Like I didn't think Mm -hmm. anything of it. I was very much ready for it to like, be like, ha ha joke, joke, joke. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. But my sister who is a social media manager, we worked together at the time. She was like at my desk all day being like, you have to do something with this. You cannot let this moment like pass. And I was like, no, I've spent my entire (laughs) life making sure that no one knows anything about me or my trauma. Like I am not, I'm not about to start a fucking blog. Are you insane? And she was like, you have to do this. And so she like, she called in every single person who could convince me to do it. And sure enough, like they were like, look, worst case scenario, you start this thing. You have good morning America. They want to link to something and you're about to have them link to you. Like people pay so much money for this. Worst case scenario, they do this. You hate it. You just let it go away. Best case scenario, you unlock a future that you never even knew could be. So I started and it, I didn't, I didn't really talk. I still don't really talk about myself. Like the parts of myself that I talk about are very curated, but like people really don't know anything about me. (laughs) You know, you may think you do, but like not really. And that's, you know, with the help of a great therapist, but it, 
started with like evergreen content, talking about how much I hate running and crying on street corners and shitting your pants and how hard it all is, because that was all the shit that wasn't being talked about back in 2014. There weren't running memes back then, really. There was just like a, a handful of us doing it, like making running funny and talking about being bad at it. Everyone was like, my Boston Marathon qualifying bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I run a six minute mile, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I run a 12 minute mile and I hate this, but I it's really helping me. So like, where's that person? Why, why aren't people being honest? Not everybody could like this. This is impossible. <laughs> well, that, that's where we came along because we saw all these podcasts right? that were so positive and oh, isn't it amazing and inspirational stories? Well, no, it's not. It's stupid. Right? Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Shit is awful. But it's just good enough to keep us going. Yeah, we keep doing it. I know, it, but it truly is a love-hate relationship. You know, like it's awful in the best way, but that duality is there. It, this is not, you know, sunshine and roses. This is blood, sweat, and tears, like lots of blood. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of me. It, the Run, Selfie, Repeat, my blog, it evolved into a bigger community in the sports bra squad. You know, this this movement was started and it really started as, you know, a way to try to give people like me, people who never thought they'd be runners, people who never thought they'd qualify themselves as athletes, you know, find ways to ditch diet culture and find community, find ways to like just commiserate together. And that's where the baddest mm -hmm. lady gang is kind of born. It's a sports bar squad. So that's, that's about encouraging women to go out and ditch their t-shirts and running their sports bras. Is that the basic premise around Yeah, it's had quite the evolution. It really like started as a way to see representation, see bodies of all different shapes, sizes, and ages out there kicking ass and taking names, especially in the summer when it's hot. You know, in, in New York City right now, it's I think it's 95 degrees and like 60 something percent humidity right now it's gross here like it's swampy we have concrete that just bakes you and like glass buildings everywhere like running here is is like a fiery inferno like if I die and go to hell like I imagine it would be summer in New York City you know Hamilton that hot hot musical there's like a yeah. line in there that's like there's nothing like summer in 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 New York City and I'm like bullshit Lynn like it is awful here it smells like shit <laughs> the trash just bakes it's swampy and awful and those of us who are in bigger bodies who don't look like the stereotypical runner like we live with with you know we just convince ourselves that our bodies aren't good enough to be seen we deal with sexual harassment you know like running in a sports bra is terrifying it's dangerous for some people so the sports bra squad really was, it started as a way to see people who look like you. If you're hot as balls, ditch your shirt, find comfort. But then it's become so much more, you know, it's really become about attacking what you say to yourself. Why that's such a huge thing. Why we all live our lives self-objectifying ourselves and convinced that, you know, we need to be in smaller bodies. Why? I mean, diet culture is pervasive and awful and everywhere it's everywhere, yeah. it's everywhere. I, I have had the misfortune to run in new york at the end of july which i learned was a oh. really, really bad time oh. to run on on that coast and, and philadelphia i think was was even worse uh, after it's that as well brutal yeah, that was really dumb as it turns out but i uh, yeah i know so i was running around central park as you know all the tourists do and every guy had their shirt off but you have to 
Yeah, but you know, and the the women can't because their shoulders and stomachs will be on display. I mean, that's what we're talking about being on display more than a t-shirt, and it's just bizarre that that's such a big deal. Yeah, it's like a we really do see it as like this piece of armor, this protection to 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 save us from what we think that everyone's thinking when they see our bodies. But really, like this is the most beautiful thing about New York City. Like no one gives a shit about you. No one cares about you, you know, like no one sees you. Everyone is so in their own world that, you know, but like people, I mean, I'm lucky that I live in New York City and we do deal with shit. Like we deal with cat calls and honks and stuff. But like I was in San Diego visiting my parents two or three weeks ago and I was doing hill repeats just because I'm not really training for anything. But like I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. I'll go do this. Some guy on a bike came up to me, like stopped his bike and to like be like, it gets better. Stick with it. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Can you explain that to me? And he was, he was like kind of stammering. And I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm Kelly Roberts. I actually coach thousands of women. And uh, yeah. what, what? I, I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times before. It's always middle-aged men always. stopping me and saying, keep going, keep going. And I'm, I'm like 14 miles into a run and they're like, keep going, you're going really It gets well. like, better. Yeah, you're right, mate, I'm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I just, it's so <laughs> baffling to me. And what was so crazy about that one was I like shared that on Instagram and there were a handful of people who were like, well, he's, his intentions were nice. And I'm like, I yeah. don't give a fuck what his intentions were. It's not about him. It's about me. Right. It's about his assumption of me and what how he made me feel. So- mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about me. This is about me. <laughs> but I mean, people deal with this all the time. The women I deal with, they tell me this all the time. And I'm always like, God, it's so nice to be in New York City. Like, I don't have to deal with that shit. And then I went home and I'm like, motherfuckers. I want to sock that guy in the teeth. You. Yeah. I know. Everyone's all up in your shit. I'm like, excuse me. Don't talk to me. So tell us a bit about Badass Lady Gang then. So what is it and what were your motivations behind starting it? Oh, the first rule of Badass Lady Gang is don't talk about Badass Lady Gang. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. It started when I was, uh, I had a crazy goal a couple of years ago to like qualify for Boston, which I thought was going to last for three months. And I was going to be like, ha ha, LOL. This sucks. See, running hard sucks. Running for fun is so much better. But it, really became it really helped me in a lot of ways and was the beginning of me wanting to coach and be the coach that I want to like be for for people who were similar to me because I I love my I've had some incredible world-class coaches I've been really lucky and privileged to be in a position where because of my platform like Nike and other people have hooked me up but if you if you don't come from a non-athletic background like you don't get it you just don't get the struggle. And I would feel a, little, a bit like I was being gaslit when I would talk about what I was going through and like everyone would, would try to frame it in a sports psychology way. And I'm like, I, but I, I just don't feel like you're hearing me and I get what you're saying, but that's beside the point. So I'm, I'm, we'll get back to that. I'm, I'm training for Boston and I'm running with this incredible squad of women who are like, faster and stronger than me, but they come in all different ages and shapes and sizes, right? Like I'm running with like a 69 year old, 70 year old woman who could like kick my ass every day twice. And then we have like people who are like 20, 21, 
so we just had this like crazy hodgepodge group of women and everyone and I so I just started using badass lady gang as the hashtag whenever we would take pictures together because I just thought it was funny like the play on words of you know like a lady gang you know like a polite (laughs) well-meaning quiet unassuming (laughs) lady and then like badass because for most of us in that group like we're a group of people that the running industry would never classify as badass. We are not like quote unquote fast. We are not, you know, running a hundred miles a week. We are, we are fat and big, but like doing badass shit. So like, I just loved the play on words. And then people started emailing me and reaching out to me being like, how do I find that? How do I find a group of people like that to run with? When I go to my local running store or my local, whatever, I get dropped or they say they're all paces welcome, but I go and I'm running by myself or like everyone's gone by the time I get back or whatever, you know, like I'm brand new and I'm just like terrified in a group setting. And it's funny because I'm actually pretty shy. And, uh, whenever I have to go to group stuff that I'm not leading, like I am in the corner wishing I had an invisibility cloak or like on my phone so that no one talks to me, just like shitting my pants. I hate it. It makes me so anxious. I have such bad social anxiety. So I was like, great. Well then why don't I find a way to bring this to the masses with me in mind? You know, like people like me, people who will drive their way to go to this thing, but then they won't get out of the car because they're so nervous. How do we make a running crew that's not a running crew? So that you're, you don't have first and last place or pace groups, right? So I put out word to people and I'm like, hey, does anyone want to like do this thing with me and lead this and be a volunteer and bring community to their community? And people did to my total surprise. So we started having these badass lady gang chapters pop up all over the world in Cologne, Germany and, and in Canada and Switzerland and in the States. And the way they're, they're the way they work is, you're never outside of yelling range from each other. So it's really speed play, but we're not like framing it as like, we're doing 400 meter repeats. We're, we're playing with speed play. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very fun workout, but we always say that we're community first and a fun workout second. So you will come spend 30 minutes talking in, in a circle, doing intros. We spend more time talking than we do running. We're that crew. And you will walk away with at least one person who you will want to hang out with outside of the crew. Like that's the point of us is really trying to just get people connecting and make it just as accessible to someone who's never run and has no intention to run and just wants to walk as it is for someone who wants to like run their face off. So that's really the badass lady gang. And then it became a coaching, you know, we have a training team and we have training experiences, you know, like we have right now, like a marathon training group, but like not everybody wants to run a marathon. So we also have like mile and 5k training groups and they're not about getting faster really they're really about the mental game and all of the self-efficacy work that you learn in 10 years of running but structured and it's mostly fun and we'll have more from kelly later on in the episode we're going to move on to your messages and don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on twitter and facebook just search running is bs and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. So firstly, Charlotte Neverson sent us a size guide for a t-shirt and one of the measurements it offers is half chest. Um, I'm not really sure what that means, like the front half, the back half, one tip, you know what I mean, left or right half. It's just, what, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, she said like her front half is bigger than her back half, which, which I wasn't sure, like is this a ladies clothes thing? But then I guess she sent it to me and she doesn't like, know. I guess but you buy so. clothes for young for boys, so I don't. <laughs> know you know I 
buy little boys' clothes. So I don't know. You go to the you go to the children's <laughs> section. I go to the men's section. Thank you. Um, I can't. Sorry, the small I kind of get section. it because, like, well, women's clothes, like women's t-shirts. No, they women's t-shirts are notorious, and clothes in general are notoriously difficult because everything's sort of like, you know, arbitrary. I suppose men's are as well, but like arbitrary, like ten. 12 you know yeah. all those sizes which tend to differ depending on what shop you go to so i get yeah. that or like small medium large like men's but i don't really get but half chest is like trying to be descriptive but it's not useful yeah i don't understand and yeah she i, I think it's, i know what she means because in like bra sizes you have like the, the the back bit that you measure and then the the front bit and stuff like that so maybe it means that i, I don't know but that's but then that's not your chest, is it? No, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what this is referring to. <laughs> I don't know what half chest means, strange. which half, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know why that would be useful. Um, we also had uh, an image from Michael Youngblood, who's wonder. it seems like a company called Drops are selling performance soap. <laughs> and he sent us a screenshot here, which is, well, I'm going to say it's not an entirely useful screenshot because it's got the volume um, thing over it because apparently you can't take a screenshot without pressing the volume buttons. <laughs> Um, but it says something like, don't let permastink break your stride. Uh, yeah, it's described as performance detergent for your active wear. So this is probably another place we've been going wrong, Amy. We haven't been using performance soap. No, is this for your soap for your body rather than like clothes? Yeah, for soap. your active wear. For your active wear. So for your yeah, clothes. Yeah, you need your clothes to be forming better <laughs> to, in the To washing. be fair, I kind of get it because after a while running kit does get gather like a perma stink. Yeah, 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 that's a thing, but it doesn't improve their performance. No, it doesn't. No. No, no, no. If you It doesn't improve your performance no. by using special soap. But yeah, you do need to get rid of the stink. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all just embrace the stink. It's okay. I mean, somebody complains about it, tell them where to go. It doesn't matter. You're out in the open air. We're all friends. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, Don't worry about the perma stink. To be fair, like a lot of mainstream brands do active wear washing powder and stuff. So I don't really understand the need to go like really like fancy with it, to be honest. Yeah, don't you don't need to appeal that much by saying, you know, don't let it break your stride. Mm. Banish sweat. <laughs> it's just all right. Get yep. over it. <laughs> And it seems the running channel had a great idea recently as they reviewed cheap running gear from Wish, including a £12 smartwatch. That's glad to hear their fans. Well, what a good idea. Yeah, checks in the post. £12 smartwatch. Yours was much cheaper than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. Mine was like five quid, including postage. So they wasted a lot they of did, money. They did, because is that £12 even including postage? Because that's where they get you on Wish, and I hope they acknowledge that. That's where they get you. I hope, you know, yeah. did they acknowledge that in the video? That Did they include postage? This is I, the I, sort of quality content we the, provide. I didn't watch the whole video, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they might have all these hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but now they're just stealing stuff from us, I know, clearly. I know, they're always picking on the little guys. <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, you can support this podcast by donating £2 a month on patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit. And to say thank you, we'll sing your name. And it's Disney time again. It's Lisa Gibbons, Stuart Stevens, Nikki Genders, Rob Smith, Jules Atkinson, Max McCarty, Gordy Thelwell, Victoria Dick, Karen Hamilton, Matt Newbury, Neil Denton, Moena, Billum, Kirk Shepard, Simon Ross, Dave Sinclair, Matt H. Amanda Murray, Murray, Murray Hind, 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 Paul Hibbert, Julia Page, Gabby Thomas, Naya, Carl Fleming, Hugh Phillips, David Owen, Anthony Howe, Jonathan Carter, Maria Wicks, Adam Atkinson, Victoria Knight Phillips, Jay, Chris Whitmore, Sam Wally, 
Brian Simpson, Elliot Line, Matthew Warridge, Skirm, Len, Martin, Ian Hales, Bernadette McCarthy, Pat, Catherine, Stevie Hunter, Angela Foster, Swales, Rachel Bendit, Ruth KP, Chuck Nevison, Matt Garner, Tim Hughes, Sophie Jakes, Liz Reese, Penny Simpson, Matt Jones, Matt Lees, Toby Hurley, Ivor Hewitt, Clark Gilmore. And Ian fucking Thompson, who signed up just after I recorded this, as someone always does. And by always, I mean sometimes. And now let's go back to Kelly Roberts. So from all of that, you actually started coaching women yourself. What's your yeah. approach doing that? Is that still just that kind of fun, easy approach to it? Or is it, are you trying to improve people's performances as well? I don't care about people's performances, which sounds insane. What I care is that they come to understand what giving themselves their personal best means, right? Because personal best effort has nothing to do with your mile PR or a half marathon PR or a marathon PR. It asks you to look in within yourself and say, what does that mean today? Does it mean stepping outside of my comfort zone and going for broke? Does it mean blowing up and stepping over that line that I've convinced myself I'm so afraid of? Does it mean, you know, really taking this next six week chunk to write down what I'm saying to myself before, during and after so that we can really look for patterns and figure out how I'm shooting myself in the foot, right? Because it's easy to look at all the platitudes of like, you don't have to run, you get to run and this, that and the other, but it's like, what's the root of that? What is, why are people running and what do they want to get out of it? Because for me, so much of what I've learned in running has helped me outside of my running. It's such a great way to sort of act as cognitive behavioral therapy, which is so crazy because like the stakes are so low. You really can figure out accurate self-talk and habits and really reframe stuff so that it, you can take it into the workplace or you can take it into relationships. You figure out all the ways that you're, you're holding yourself back or limiting yourself and you can really work on them in a very like low stress way and really dare to fail safely so that you can see that stuff black and white and then work on it in the harder stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's really my coaching philosophy. Yes. I'm going to get you to the finish line. Yes. Hopefully you're going to feel super strong. And if you are chasing a huge outcome goal, you're going to knock it out of the park or you're going to know that it's really about the process. And if you don't knock it out of the park, you'll be able to identify why, but hopefully you'll finish knowing that like every single day you gave yourself your personal best. So you can be super proud of what you did. Um, you've already mentioned about body image, which of course is a huge issue that affects women. What are the other main issues that you think feel that are affecting women in running? <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> general patriarchy. <laughs> You know, about the little <laughs> system in place. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I really underestimated how different having a group that was by and for women or people who identify as a woman would feel. I, I just, I didn't even think about it. But then when we started hosting these meetups, I was like, oh my God, this feels so different. You get to be silly and goofy and people really, it's easy for people to kind of like slip into themselves. And when you zoom out, it's like, right. When, when you take out the, the male gaze or just having them around, like people really change the dynamics of things change. So for, for us, I mean, I think confidence is a really big one. 
why is it that so many of us struggle with confidence and body image definitely is a piece of that. But, you know, like you look at the studies of like, if you put a woman in a room with a bunch of men, she's not going to raise her hand. And like all of that shit just like makes me insane. And I grew up in like a pretty gnarly matriarch driven family. Like all the women are really loud and really badass. And my mom like really raised us to be very, very loud and to like, never, never try to be cute for guys, which I don't know that might've backfired, but like, I, even I still, when I find myself struggling, I'm like, how do we win? What, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> Fuck you, Stuart. I'm just <laughs> that was no I, i'm sitting here thinking and we talk about this stuff all the time on the podcast because obviously we start off talking about blisters and nipples and things but it, yeah, as we kind of progress through talking about running obviously all of these things come up and i think most of our i think the majority of guests have been women and we talk about these things all the time but it and i know i kind of know this stuff but it still surprises me and it still have to really force myself to think about it and it's still just kind of really hard to take in even when you're really concentrating as you say, uh, I know my girlfriend has said she's one, you know, she's seen her uh, gyms and things just for women's groups. And she said, that's all she wants. It's just like what most women want is just do things with other women without men there. And it's just like, it's so bad. It should be that way. Right. It's, it's odd before had like, had I not started the baddest lady gang, I, I don't want to say I like looked down on like women only gyms or whatever, but I was like, I would never want to belong to something like that. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Mm-hmm. To like freely be yourself and in ways that you don't even realize that you that you change or do things a tiny bit differently. It's wild. We really are taught to like conscious, just always be aware of who's around us. And like, it's so bizarre. It's so There's weird. There's been a big thing in the UK um, since lockdown started 18 months ago about more women being harassed. I don't know whether it's similar in the US, but more women have been har- harassed while exercising since lockdown started because more women were having to go outside and exercise rather than go to the gym where they were perhaps a bit safer. So I don't know whether there's anything similar in the US that's happened, but I think it's really been hitting headlines over here and it's making, and then women will say in the comments or or in person will say, you know, this has always happened. It's just happening more, but it's always happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's like groups here and people run after when like when in at nighttime all the time, women do it. I know lots of women who do it, but like, I won't. I'm never going to run by myself at night. It, it is a, it is a firm, even when I'm in the suburbs by my parents' house, like it's a no, it's a no. And could you, like, I can't even imagine being able to, in the middle of the summer, be able to run at eight o'clock and not be like, I need to get home in 45 minutes to beat the like sundown. Mm-hmm. Like having that pressure of like, I have to get home now because I might get raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And there's so much stuff everywhere telling women how to protect themselves and not like for men yeah. not to do that like stop fear mongering us and acting like we you know we're we're at fault here tell men not to harass us and rape us and you know all those things you know I saw a TikTok the other day and it made me laugh so hard but this woman was like guys I just got back from a run and some guy was like honking at me and hollering at me trying to get my attention and I just squatted down and pretended to take a shit <laughs> in public <laughs> And he, and he stopped. It worked. And I was like, we shouldn't have to pretend <laughs> to shit in public 
to get you not to harass us. <laughs> it's not nice. And it comes back to like what that guy was doing. It's not about like, I know I, I've seen my dad do this and I've had to be like, stop, stop. Like you're not supporting her. You're not making her feel like go you. You're making her feel unsafe. When you honk at someone or when you yell at someone, when you yell at a woman, you are like literally her spidey senses kick in and she goes into fight or flight mode because that's the world we live in. It's fucked up, but he was trying to support you. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> you said earlier there were badass lady gangs all over the world. Is that still something that people are setting up and can still do? I So things are a little bit different right now. Our, our Canadian chapters are just now starting to come mm -hmm. back because I think they just hit... I think next week they're allowed to be in groups of 25. Their vaccination rate is, is very different. And then I, I'm talking to my Cologne chapter this week. So they've been on hiatus. I put everybody on hiatus. I know a lot of mm -hmm. groups and crews were like, we're going to Zoom. And I was like, we are not going to <laughs> Zoom. Everyone needs to look out for themselves. Like I, I'm putting everyone on hiatus. You are not to lead uh, any of it like if you feel like you want to connect with the group go for it but like otherwise I don't want you to feel like you have this part-time job during this like or your only job right now is to get through this and I'm glad I did because this was horrible this was so bad but as we come back I because of what we went through in New York City like I think I was on the very far end of the conservative comeback spectrum so as groups were starting to meet up I was like we're not we're not doing that not until like big parts of the city are vaccinated are we coming back and now that here in america like i think our vaccination rate is like teeter-tottering on 50 percent. we started coming back two months ago and so we have like a wristband system so you have to disclose if you're fully vaccinated or not so that people know whether to wear a mask around each other or not even though we're outside i'm just still so i'm traumatized it was awful it was so awful yeah. so our like international chapters have either they're still on hiatus or they're very slowly coming back and a lot of people have retired i like really asked everybody if you don't think you're all in like please go have a summer and then we can talk in the fall so i'm not even opening up applications to host a chapter until the fall it's i think coming back is so everyone's so excited to be in groups again but i think a lot of my i'm really worried that a lot of my leaders are like overextending themselves because i feel so burnt out mm -hmm. I feel like so burnt out and I love it, but I, I just, I worry for everyone's mental safety. Right and that now. transition I think is going to be overwhelming for a lot of people to go from being yeah. stuck in your own house, not seeing anyone to suddenly you're going back to work. You're doing this, you're doing that. It's, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. And it makes you reevaluate a bunch of stuff. And a lot of times at groups, I mean, this is kind of where I'm at and I know this is really shitty, but like, I don't want to have small talk. Like I, I just don't care to have relationships in my life where like, if you're not a friend of mine, like I, I don't care, you know, I just don't want to have that shit anymore. And so like, that's exhausting. It's exhausting to entertain people that you don't really care to want to be around. So I don't, I think everybody's in weird spots. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to be back with people and to like hug people at a run or like give high fives. But at the same time, like I leave and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I need to sleep mm -hmm. for a week. Uh, we're not at a hugging stage yet in the UK. It's gonna, it's crazy when it happens because it goes, it like, oh, I remember being so like just petrified when people were coming at me and I'm like, nope, 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 elbow bump. But now I'm like, I'm back to hugging. 
Um, so in the meantime, uh, while people are still, while you're kind of still on this hiatus, where can people find you online and find out more information if they do want to find out more about oh, you? Our brand new website, <laughs> badassladygang.com. Got a huge makeover during all of this and it just revamped last week. So they can really find everything there. Uh, my Instagram is Kelly KK Roberts, but you can also just pretty much just look for Badass Lady Gang and you can find me or the gang. So the last question that we ask all our guests is what is the most bullshit thing about running? Sports bras. Mm, we talk about this a it's lot. Sports- <laughs> we I talk mean, a as, lot about sports bras. I've as learned you so much. should. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's spi- Spice Girls. No, it's not Spice Girls. Spice Girls are the best. It's sports bras and, and like size inclusivity. The fact that so many brands don't serve the majority of people is bonkers. It is batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy to me that we haven't figured out the sports bra yet. Just insane. And they're so expensive. I'm sure it's the same in the US, but in the UK, so expensive. it's like worth more than all your kit put together. It's insane. <laughs> it's like your fancy ass carbon shoes, you know, but like for the thing that's going to last you six months. Mm-hmm. And then, and then brands have the gall to be like, well, you shouldn't wear it for more than a year. And we're like, fuck you. I'm going to wear this thing until it falls apart because it's so expensive. <laughs> I'm doing this thing right now because I'm not signed to a brand. And I like, I have a little window to do this where I'm trying every sports bra and then I'm just rating them and like being brutally honest where I'm like, this is a piece of shit <laughs> or like, this is mediocre. Cause they're all mediocre. Nothing's nothing's amazing. Yeah. One of our guests uh, back in the early days was uh, Hannah Phillips, who's a local uh, run around here. And she's, I think she's broken every sports bra she's ever had. And they've just exploded <laughs> uh, in mid run. I think that happens to her all the time. And I still imagine she still hasn't found anything that works for her. It's crazy. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> she's done that, that a couple of times in public oh as well. Oh my God. That keeps me up at night. I've bled. I like I was, I was training for the London marathon and I was doing a long run. I think it was like a 15 mile long run. And I, and I, uh, stopped to like grab gummy bears from my family member who was like along the route. And I had my music in and I just kind of like grabbed him and ran by and he was trying to talk to me, but I was like, thank you. (laughs) And then I like put my GoPro down. So I was like doing a vlogging thing. And I looked and saw that my entire shirt was covered in blood. I looked like I had gotten shot and I was wearing a white fucking shirt and I had no clue. Like I knew I was chafing, but like very rarely can I go for a long run and not feel like that had, has, was happening. I was mortified and I saw so many people that either knew me or I knew like waving at me being like, hey, Kelly. And I'm like, hey, I had been, I probably was doing, I looked like that for probably an hour and a half. And I, I wanted to murder the people who made that sports bra. And then they had the gall to tell me that it was because the sports bra was worn out. Like it wasn't, it wasn't them. It was the fact that time. And I was like, I've had this bra for eight months. You made us, you did this to me. <laughs> so yeah, that's bullshit. People who don't make size inclusive, inclusive stuff, brands that don't, that's bullshit. And sport, the fact that sports bras are so mm-hmm. awful is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nokia, Nokia just notorious for that like everyone's an athlete but our sizing only goes up to this this thing you know (laughs) it's all it's insane (laughs) right or brands who are like we support women and it's like no you support some women (laughs) the rest of us you just make us bleed (laughs) we bleed enough already you know (laughs) and you and we have to pay for it we pay to bleed 
Indeed. <laughs> right. That's, that seems like a good note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for having no me. at all. And thank you very much to Kelly once again. She was like a great mashup of a lot of our previous guests. There's a bit of Liz Reese, there's a bit of badass mother runners in there, obviously, and a good amount of Hannah Phillips. Uh, her podcast, by the way, is Run Selfie Repeat, which is definitely big enough for me to have heard of as one of the like the big American running podcasts. I definitely recognize that name as kind of quite a big one. Mm. So if you like Kelly here, you can check her out there too. And who knows, there might even be a badass lady gang near you soon. Mm. Amy, did she fulfill what you thought she would she be? She was all that and more. I have I have been yeah. following, and this is online, nothing too sinister, but I've been following Kelly since 2014. I think she's hilarious. I love her online stuff. You know, I've been following on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I watched her, she did a great series where she was trying to run a Boston qualifier. So I remember watching those on YouTube, just search Kelly Roberts, uh, Boston qualifier into YouTube to find those. Um, mm. So yeah, I was really, when she said yes, and she emailed back straight away to say, yes, you do the interview. I was so excited. And yeah, it was all, everything I wanted and more. <laughs> I, yeah. was I just love the way she kind of accidentally fell into this role mm. of being a kind of some kind of running influence, a kind of fairly, I guess, a relatively early running influencer. Mm. But like an actual proper realistic real person, not just given all the bullshit that a lot of the other. Oh yeah, do. yeah. That's why she's so great. That's why I I, I follow her and stuff just because it is yeah re- really real. <laughs> it's the bullshit running news. Da-da-da. It's too hard to do any more than that. That's it. That's all you're getting. That's plenty. And following on from our guest Kelly Roberts, a new study has found that eighty four percent of female runners have experienced street harassment in London. So there's been quite a few um, studies around harassment all over the world and in the UK, but this is a, a quite a recent one that looked at London in particular. Um, and the most common forms of, har- of harassment were catcalls, propositioning, name-calling, and non-verbal expressions like wolf whistles or winking. Oh, how creepy. They're all creepy, but imagine somebody, like, winking at you. Like, like- Who still wolf whistles? Come on. <laughs> it, it's not a cartoon from the 70s. Come on. Oh, it's gross. Um, but a number of participants also reported more extreme forms of harassment, like being groped or physically attacked. And 30% of runners surveyed reported having been followed by someone either on foot or in the car. Now, that's that's a scary statistic. 30% of women are being followed. Uh, meanwhile, 50% of, of male participants reported never having received any harassment while running. Those that did said harassment occur- occurred rarely, maybe two or three times maximum over hundreds and hundreds of runs in London, as one participant put it. So that just goes... I'm glad they um, they surveyed male participants as well, mm-hmm. because it's good to really... Obviously, um, harassment is an issue across the board, but it, it, this is really... Uh, it is very... A lot of the, the harassment is very gendered in the way that it's, it's put across and the way that it is. Um, and I think this really illustrates that that for men it happens to fewer men, but also mm-hmm. it's quite it's a lot rarer. Because yeah, I always I, hate those it, bloody when they, anything like this is on Facebook. It's always that one bloke that's like, I got shouted at once too. It's like, yeah, all right, yeah. Jeff, but there's women being followed home like on a regular basis. So maybe yeah. just pipe down. Let's talk about this first. Yeah, well, it does happen to men. It's a much lower level as well. I think yeah. generally there's there's very little implied threat in any kind of cackles. As Kelly said, like as soon as a man says anything to you out on a run, you're fully on alert and defense. Mm -hmm. I don't think men have that. I mean, if it's, you know, a gang of kids or something, perhaps you might think, oh, perhaps they might beat me up. But, you know, that's, 
very very rare yeah and it, it like like you said it's the it's the way that it's the form that harassment takes so mm-hmm. if somebody's shouting certain things at you you might not feel too threatened it's not very nice like if kids are shouting like you know calling you fat or whatever or making fun of you that's one thing but when it becomes sexual that's quite threatening for women yeah, and i God. think that that is more of a gendered thing it, it doesn't it's not not to say it never happens to men because i know it does happen to men but i think on the whole it, it the majority of the time it's directed at women yep Ugh, yeah so uh, another previous guest on the show, Reese Jenkins, is doing another mad challenge. He's just desperate to get our attention. I think that's what it is. Attention seeker. This time, he is running the length of Britain from John O'Groats to Land's End. But also, just to make it a bit uh, more fun, he'll also be doing Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike and Snowden on the way. So that is <laughs> a thousand miles, a hundred thousand feet of elevation. Um, this challenge is in aid of the Lucy Faithful Foundation, which works to protect children against sexual abuse, which is an amazing charity mm. for him to do this for. Um, we'll put the link in our show notes and put it on our social media this week as well. If you like a bit of dot watching, this is some excellent dot watching because it's all day, every day for the next couple mm. of weeks. I feel like he's only just done the the Wales Coast Path. I feel like that wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was last year. He's had a decent was it? year. Yeah. Jesus, that just goes to show how fast time's going in lockdown still a year ago and he's done his fastest known time and he's doing something like this it's just madness anyway he's a a silly boy silly silly and finally we have two covid related stories we haven't had covid COVID related stories for a little while have we just to remind you that there is still a pandemic going on so researchers in the u.s studied the wearable data of participants between march 20 uh, march 25th 2020 and january 24th 2021 for quite a long time um, and those who had tested positive for COVID displayed long-term changes in their health and most notably an elevated heart rate that did not return to normal until on average 79 days after symptoms began. And a small subset of this group, nearly 14%, had a heart rate elevated by more than five beats per minute, which did not return to normal for more than 133 days. That's madness. Yeah, it's interesting to... There's long-term changes in the health, but I don't know. The example that there is there, five beats a minute doesn't sound like a lot to me. I mean, I'm not an expert or a researcher, but Mm -hmm. five beats a minute doesn't sound that significant, but it shows there is an impact. Yeah, I think what what I found really like interesting about this story is that there is this long long COVID, which we all know Mm. about, but but that it can be measured in this way is quite interesting. But also, even if it was like one or two beats increased per minute, but that was an effect of long COVID, like we, we know then that it's having an effect on the heart, which is mm. quite interesting in health and stuff, um, which might be quite relevant going forward. Because obviously we don't know the effects, the long-term effects of long-term COVID until there has been a long time between, mm. between cases and such. So it's interesting to see these sorts of studies coming out as we start to understand the virus. Yeah, presumably they're using a long data set and they're comparing and mm-hmm. cancelling out temperature differences and elevation yeah. differences and all that. I assume they're probably doing all that thing. So yeah, in that case, I guess I've just thought about it while you were talking there and I guess you know perhaps that is more significant. But I'd yeah, like it's, interesting. So, it's a great yeah. idea to use this data because it's just a shitload of data sloshing around on Strava, so why not use it? Mm, yeah, definitely. And finally, Wales Online reports that people are being warned not to exercise for 48 hours after getting the Pfizer COVID jab following rare heart inflammation side effects. This side effect is more common in men under 40 who have just had their second dose of Pfizer and Moderna, but it is still extremely rare. 
for Pfizer, there's only been 145 cases of myocarditis and 138 cases of pericarditis out of 177 million doses. Mm. That doesn't seem like, again, yeah. it's a, about 300, which is, you know, a lot of people, but out of all those doses doesn't seem significant. Yeah, I was just, it, this story took me aback a bit because I, I just had my second dose of, uh, I think you said COVID then, of Pfizer. Um, obviously, I'm a woman, so it's not likely to affect me, uh, whereas the AstraZeneca jab would more likely affect me because of the links to blood clotting and so on. But I just, I, I find this like advising people not to exercise for 48 hours after getting Pfizer when only this tiny number of people have, have mm. had that side effect. Um, yeah, I, I, I think as well, like, Places like the Wales Online are putting headlines out like this, and it is a bit scaremongery. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you read the headline, and it says all the headline says is don't you shouldn't be exercising after you've had your Pfizer jab, and it's like holy shit. And then you read that it's only been you know yeah. three hundred people out of one hundred and seventy-seven million. You know, yeah, and at least it is only forty-eight hours. You know, which isn't isn't a huge deal. No one's going to lose any fitness after forty-eight hours. At least if you are going to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but it's just a lot of stuff around the the jabs and stuff. It's just headlines at the moment, clickbaity headlines to try and scare people. But they, they need to be careful because it's a it's a delicate line between, you know, letting people know about these things, the latest studies, and also scaring people out of actually getting the jab in the first place. You know. Yeah, but as um, long as they get the clicks, that's all the that matter. Oh, that yep, yeah, get that ad revenue in. <laughs> so, Stuart, what's coming up next for you? Uh, well, next for me, of course, is that fell race. I'm mm. going to bring you a full report. Luckily, that's falls in the weekend between the weekends when we record. So I'll have plenty of time to uh, look back on that and uh, and talk about it. 20 miles in all that elevation. Oh, and I've looked at the weather and it could potentially be um, thunderstorms and heavy rain for the whole day. Would, that, so... would it still be on? Because it can be quite dangerous if there's thunderstorms. Yeah, but fell there. runners are fucking nuts, aren't they? <laughs> Just get struck by lightning, carry on. Even though people people die every year on Penavan, don't they? Getting struck by lightning, but yeah. Know. But again, I don't think fell runners give a shit. I think they'd probably be proud of that. They'd be really happy with that. I'm sure. Just take um, the least although, change out of your pocket. Yeah, there was also an orienteering race, which I think we should both do. It's a couple of days after this fell race. I think you should do it as well, just because it'll be the funny. The things we do for content, Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is this the one that's like? In it's in a local parks. park, yeah. They give you a little map, and you got to run around and collect the checkpoints. Come on, that's oh. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would actually get lost, like properly lost, even though it's a local park, and end up somewhere I'm really not supposed to be. Exactly. That's why you should do it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> mm. Anything else other than that? Then that then that definite one in your calendar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not really. Just my last few long runs before the Vogum. The Vogum's end of August, is it? Mid August? I can't remember when it is now. End of August. End of August. Oh, fab. I've got a bit more time than I thought. Um, yeah, just getting the last few long runs in. That's it. Not much else happening. I'm are getting, you getting bit... really? Are you getting really scared? It's going to be as warm as this. Uh, I'm trying not to think about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And the thing I'm more concerned about is the ultra that I've got the weekend after. How am I actually going to be able to do that? Is it even worth towing the line at that ultra? I don't know. I'm going to see how I feel. Towing the line. Towing the line. As if you're going to be there right on the line. Like, come on, lads, we're going to fucking have this. As you get introduced to the crowd, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Representing Great Britain. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Long runs. 
it's not really much else going on, is there? So yeah. Oh, do you know what? I just remembered as well. You've just finished your um, leadership in running fitness course oh, as well. I have. I am a. I am a run leader. Well, I'm not properly finished it. My DBS all came back okay. okay. Just so everyone really? knows. Nothing highlighted on there. They didn't find it, so that's fine. That's fine. Uh, they didn't find the incident. <laughs> well, um, I think in, in what must be a damning indictment of the UK athletics scene, we are now both run leaders. I know. I know. It was really odd as well because I had to do my practical. Um, but because obviously we're not, so if, if, if I was going to do it in person, you go for like a day's like workshop and you do it all there, but because it was all online, I had to do my practical, like out in the real world and have someone record it. And, uh, the person who recorded it, Ruth at the, um, our run club, shout out to Ruth. Thank you for, for recording it. But it was really funny cause she was like getting in like pan, panning shots, like establishing shots of where we are, where we were, you know, she was like a proper cinematographer for it. Yeah. 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 So I think it might be a masterpiece i might edit it i might put some music in the background like definitely yes in a world where there needs to be run leaders who are all fully insured one it, woman <laughs> if you need me to sing bad lyrics over an old pop song as well i can do that oh we could do like you like a james bond <laughs> film so you could sing the bond song at the beginning yeah sure that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. And then i could, think like, i could do that i think i've got the chops for that we could have like a 10 minute like intro that's like really fancy like with a bond theme and the you know bomb music in the background and then it's just 30 seconds of warm-up and some people running up and down yeah yeah (laughs) i mean shouting over the sound of traffic yeah yeah but yeah i should be qualified soon i I just need to upload it and and they need to provide me feedback or something and then i can lead runs wow scary me leading runs where i don't know where i'm going i don't know what i'm doing what a world (laughs) welsh athletics if you're listening i am competent it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) Well, if you've enjoyed this bullshit, you can visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and the links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, our merch stores, and our social medias. Goodbye. Bye. Fuck you, Stuart.